What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Before we get started in today's episode, I need to talk about Redding, California, Heather Cameron, and Donald Stroud. If you are like a longtime Vanished in the Valley crew member, then you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But I know we have a lot of new people here, and some of them haven't gone back to those shitty, <laughs> the shitty quality sounding early episodes. So let me just briefly describe for the new people what exactly I'm talking about. Back in August of 2012, Heather Cameron placed a 911 call from Keswick Dam in Shasta County, California. In this call, this woman is fucking completely terrorized, hysterical, upset, screaming someone is trying to kill her, that they had drugged her with heroin, and that she needed help immediately. At the time, she was on some shitty-ass track phone that apparently had run out of minutes, so the 911 dispatchers couldn't even call her back. The only function on the phone was the emergency function, where you can call 911 regardless of the minutes on the phone. So this call, it keeps dropping because this is out in like butt fuck nowhere and it's 2012. The cell reception in that area still to this day isn't the greatest. So in 2012, it probably really fucking sucked. So this dispatcher is trying to figure out how to get to this girl, where exactly this girl is and, you know, hopefully fucking help this woman. But after the third call dropped, all they had was a vague description of being at Keswick Dam and someone trying to kill her. And at this point, the sheriff's office, CHP, they kind of like went all out. They even fucking put a helicopter up in the air to try to find her. Unfortunately, no trace of Heather Cameron was ever found again. So that's just the beginning of the story. This whole fucking case brought me down a rabbit hole of Redding, California that I don't know. <laughs> I don't even think till this day I've fucking recovered from it. Redding is some next level shit, you guys. Back in the day when I first started investigating this case, I started reaching out to people in Redding trying to get like, you know, the down low, figure out what exactly was happening. And one of the people I talked to actually sent me the police report of what went down that day. And the police kind of came to the conclusion that Heather was with her ex-boyfriend, a man named Daniel Lunsby, the day she had disappeared. Now, apparently, these two had been fucking around in Keswick Dam pretty much like every other day. And the rangers there had contact with them. So there's other police reports and other incident reports of these two up at Keswick Dam. After talking to my sources in Reading, I kept hearing the name Donnie Stroud and that this guy was a fucking big ass piece of shit, which he is absolutely total fucking scumbag and that he may have been involved in the disappearance of Heather Cameron. The more I looked into this, the more I talked to people, the more grim of a picture was starting to be painted over Donnie Stroud. He was a known meth dealer and a lot of people, independent sources, you know, not the same people, blah, 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 started to tell me about a video that only one of them had actually seen, but everyone else had heard about it, of Heather Cameron being either drugged, knocked out, basically unconscious, being raped and killed on video. And 
Donald Stroud was also a star in this disgusting snuff film. So I, you know, wanted to hear Donald Stroud's side of the situation. I spent two years trying to get this motherfucker to contact me, you know, hey, what's up? I want your side of the story. And finally he did. Uh, that was a buck, probably 2001-ish. And a lot of people got on my case. They're like, why are you being nice to this guy? Why are you fucking talking to him? It's like, hold your fucking horses, asshole. I want his side of the story. And I'm being respectful to him because I want to hear what he has to say. If I start off a conversation with like, you stupid fucking piece of shit, give me all your information. You really think that's going to go over well? I'm going to get any information. I don't really believe anything Donald Stroud told me. He's a fucking pathological liar and a total piece of shit. But anyway, what's funny is right after the episode that I'm interviewing him on, he literally gets arrested for basically narcotic sales. He had a tattoo shop in Redding, California that was raided and they found a bunch of fucking meth and some fucking fentanyl and they confiscated his phone. Well, it turns out on this piece of shit's phone was a video of him raping a minor. Now, I've heard this minor child is related to him, but I couldn't find anything about that in the articles I read. But apparently there was a lot of these videos. So check out the charges that he got slapped with after the second arrest, because there was the first one, you know, he got picked up in his tattoo shop for the drugs, probably bailed out. And then after the investigators looked at the phone and saw all of these fucking child rape videos, he was rearrested. So I'm specifically talking about the second arrest. And these were the charges against this piece of shit. The arrest warrant obtained by Reading PD was for sodomy of a minor, use of an underage person for obscene material, aka child porn, unlawful sex with a minor, furnishing a minor with controlled substance, oral copulation with a minor, and possession of obscene material of a minor in a sexual manner. Oh yeah, and we can't forget the possession of a handgun by a felon, because that alone, ooh, those fucking laws are pretty strict, even in California, well, especially in California. If you're a felon, you cannot own a handgun. And this motherfucker had a 9mm. Before I tell you how many years this motherfucker got for all of those charges, let me just read you the charges again. He pled guilty to creating child pornography, unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, oral copulation of a person under 18, possession for sale of a controlled substance, and possession of a firearm by a felon. Now, you think all those charges could bind be, oh, I don't know, fucking 25 to life because he's a fucking habitual offender? Well, no, he got 13 years and he'll probably fucking serve six of that and then be put back out into the community where he can continue to hurt people. Since all of the episodes on Redding and Heather Cameron have aired, I've been contacted here and there by different people that have been involved with Donald Stroud. And the most recent one was a couple of weeks ago through my Instagram page. And what's shocking, not shocking, is her original message got sent to some fucking hidden folder. It's literally called a hidden folder and not even to my direct inbox. So that's what I'm talking about, you guys, when I say don't even try really contacting me on Instagram. It's nearly impossible to see if I have a message. But anyway, I happened to find her message and Donald Stroud had been involved with her daughter. And one day this woman's daughter is with Donald Stroud. She wakes up and for whatever reason, looks at his phone 
and she finds a video of him basically raping her because she was passed out. She was not conscious and she's not the only one. Apparently, this is this motherfucker's M.O. Now, I have tried contacting Reading PD since the beginning of my investigation into Heather Cameron's disappearance. And I don't know, you think that maybe would fucking, I don't know, call me back, return an email. I'm literally trying to do their job since they've given up on Heather Cameron. But yeah, I'm going to try to contact them again. I've got a couple more contacts that I'm going to be talking to to dig further into this whole Donald Stroud thing. Because I don't know, dude, 50-50, it could have been Daniel Lunsby, the ex-boyfriend, and Donald Stroud that had something to do with Heather's disappearance. Because Heather had definitely 100% made claims that these motherfuckers were running a sex trafficking ring and she was going to dime them out. Talking about the sex trafficking ring angle, I heard from multiple sources that the Reading Police, specifically the Reading Police, not the Shasta Sheriffs, were actually kind of protecting Donald Stroud. And nobody was 100% sure why this was happening. It's like, is he an informant? Were they involved in the sex trafficking shit? Because Reading is 100% a hub of sex trafficking. It's right off Highway 5 and it's like the last larger size city before you get your ass up into the boondocks, like straight up forests. Then you hit the border of Oregon. So if you want, go back and listen to those episodes. But currently I am working on another Heather Cameron case slash Redding slash fucking. <laughs> oh my God, Redding's a goddamn nightmare, you guys. But anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that that's going to be coming up. And if any of you motherfuckers in Redding, because I know you're out there. I know a lot of you listen to this podcast. If you have any information for me, fucking hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or go to Reddit and check out my sub, which is r slash vanished in the valley. And let's chat. Let's get some shit worked out and see what we can figure out about Heather Cameron. Because I've literally made it my mission to make sure this fucking girl's name does not disappear. I've made it my mission to continue to look for her because I feel like the authorities aren't doing shit. And there's, I think, several reasons for that, but we're not going to get into all that right now. So yeah, once again, Reading motherfuckers with any information on Donald Stroud, Daniel Lunsby, or Heather Cameron, hit me the fuck up, please. I would greatly appreciate it. It's a bit of a time for a change of subject. Now I'm going to tell you about Twiddler. No, not Twitter, not some fucking cute ass name for Twitter. Twiddler, T-W-I-D-D-L-E-R which is Google's version of a blacklisting system. And I'm going to tell you specifically about one I found very interesting. So I definitely have done a few episodes about Stephen Paddock and the Las Vegas shooting and how I think it's a fucking scam, their official story. And I also thought it was pretty funny how fucking FBI just came out, what, like a month ago? With like, no, dudes, really, we found the real reason he shot it up. It's because he lost some money. Yeah, right. Get fucked, fed boy. Not buying your bullshit. So get fucked. Oh, yeah. And a little side note. Google's CEO, Sundar Picha, or however the fuck you say this fucker's name, absolutely lied to Congress, which, you know, it's a definite felony when he claimed that Google was not censoring and blacklisting different search terms. We have undeniable motherfucking proof. But I can guarantee you that this CIA asset will never, ever be prosecuted. So, but anyway, back to the fucking Las Vegas shooting and how Google and YouTube 
censored the fuck out of the search results. According to Project Veritas, Google wasn't just blacklisting different websites, basically re-ranking them so they fucking are on page 97 instead of page one. So that was one form of blacklisting. But they also blacklisted search terms. And check this out, you guys. This is fucking crazy. I'm getting this information off a Twitter page at LP Mrs. Caucus Libertarian Party. And I'll leave a link up to their Twitter page because they're based as fuck and they have a lot of good investigative stories, journalism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But anyway, back to the Vegas shooting. So this Twitter page yesterday basically released all of these leaked documents that show what Google, what YouTube, all that shit, what they were blacklisting. And no shit, you guys, there's one, two, three, four, five, five pages of different search terms that would be throttled or straight up censored if you typed it into the Google search engine. Now, it ranges from gunmen in Las Vegas, Stephen Paddock, even, you know, even searches about his fucking girlfriend. And this is in like a typewriter, small fucking words. Like there's got to be at least 50 different search terms on each of these five pages. And it's just like different phrases people probably thought up so they could try to do their own research. But they fucked up going to Google. I mean, come on, that should be fucking common sense for the last, what, 10 years. Google is compromised. But the NPCs of the world still don't get that. It should make everybody wonder why Google and YouTube went to crazy lengths to censor anything about Stephen Paddock, the Vegas shooting, or the fact that he worked for the Department of Defense. I know, shocker, right? Um, And it's just totally, completely fucking censored. So to me, that means they fucking knew they had something to hide. And now, if you try to find any of the videos that the fucking people that were there during that shooting put up on the internet, fucking 98% of it has been removed from the internet. Total fucking blackout, censored, gone, wiped from the internet. And back in the day, and I remember when the shooting went down, I remember these videos coming out. I distinctly remember hearing different caliber guns being fired. So it was a bunch of bullshit from the start. And now there's even videos out where you can literally see somebody firing a gun like the muzzle flash from a rifle up in a fucking helicopter. So there's definitely fuckery going on. And the FBI has chopped it all up to this dude lost some money. So he went fucking ballistic and somehow was able to shoot fucking (laughs) an amazing amount of rounds from different guns. And it just it's not possible with one person. So just fucking take a step back and use your critical thinking skills. If Google and YouTube, who are fucking subsidiaries of the U.S. government, are trying to censor something that hardcore, there is definitely some fuckery going on. Now we have to talk about Matt Tabibi for a minute because it directly correlates with what I was just talking about with the Google censorship and blacklisting shit and how their CEO directly lied under oath to Congress and nothing fucking happened. But the fucking (laughs) check this shit out. Representative Plaskett cited MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan and basically is saying because this fucking fake journalist on MSNBC said that, quote, 
Twitter executives did not distinguish between the DHS or the CISA, which is the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, and the group known as the Election Integrity Partnership, the EIP. And the email showed EIP worked in concert with the CISA to flag content for moderation. This fucking fake-ass journalist, Hassan, who works for MSNBC, claimed this is a lie, that Tabibi conflated a private nonprofit with a government agency during his testimony in front of Congress, and that the EIP only worked with the Center for Internet Security, or the CIS, a private sector organization, with a similar acronym, not the CISA. According to Li Feng, who has a substack that's pretty based, I'll fucking leave a link up and you guys can go check it out, he found that records show the CISA the government agency, was involved in the very formation of the EIP and was one of the most important government partners to the group in its bid to influence content moderation decisions at firms such as Facebook and Twitter. Fuck, probably Instagram too. But anyway, this fucking Democrat representative placket literally sent Matt Tabibi a letter threatening to have him arrested for lying to Congress. This letter basically claimed that Tabibi intentionally provided false information during his testimony and, like I just said, mentioned the consequences of such actions. Now, apparently the letter came from Plaskett, but it was a group effort that involved senior figures in the Democratic caucus. So this dumb bitch in Congress goes on what the fucking fake-ass mainstream media journalists are saying instead of, I don't know, fucking cracking a book or, I don't know, clicking on a fucking internet search engine and doing the least bit of research. Shocking, I know. And this fucking Google CEO, nothing. Nothing's happening to him, and he straight up lied to Congress. Come on, these motherfuckers lie to each other every fucking day. They're scammers. They are just the scum of the earth. But they're going to go after a journalist who received leaked Twitter documents proving all this shit went on, proving there was collusion with the government and big tech to censor certain opinions, to censor search results. And the NPCs of the world just are merrily skipping along with their fucking head in the clouds. This type of censorship is literally going on all over the world. The UK is so ridiculous with their censorship bullshit. They will straight up come to your house and arrest you if you make an offensive ass tweet or post on Facebook. One example is a woman posted some lyrics on Facebook and the lyrics happened to be a song that her best friend who had died the previous year liked. It was his favorite song. So she posted these lyrics up on her Facebook page and she actually got prosecuted for it. Like, no fucking shit. It's happening in Australia. It's happening in New Zealand. It's happening in Canada. Probably a bunch of other places as well. So this is just like another step these New World Order motherfuckers, these one world government elitists, are going to implement to strangle everyday people, to control us and basically get us in their fucking FEMA concentration camps and have complete power. So, yeah, NPCs, thanks for leading us off this cliff we can never return from. So now it's another a whiplash form of change of subject time. I'm going to read you a tweet that a woman named Ginger Z, who just happens to be the ABC chief meteorologist, 
Ginger tweeted, quote, when I went to college for meteorology, cloud seeding was, quote, inefficient and expensive. This is not the case today. 42 projects in 10 states with hundreds of ground-based cloud seeders sending silver iodide into storms to make them snow more than they naturally would. So GMA, Good Morning America, fucking basically straight up propaganda, actually had a weather modification episode on their shitty show last Tuesday, the 18th of April. So I have been fucking censored and had my post fact check anytime I post about geoengineering, aka chemtrails, aka cloud seeding. It's all basically the same thing. So I figured I would try to answer some questions about what exactly these dumb motherfuckers are doing to us. Let's get one thing straight right out the gate. It's not just silver iodide they're shooting up into the air. They're shooting metal compounds, strontium, barium, alumina, silver iodine. And we know this because scientists have analyzed and made reports of increased levels of these substances in soil and water. A lot of people say, oh no, it's just contrails. But that's not the fucking case. You can look at the sky and very clearly see the difference between a contrail and a chemtrail. The contrails dissipate pretty quickly. Like you can watch them fucking go away. They won't have this long spread out fucking white trail next to them. It dissipates, but the chemtrails, if you fucking look at them, they spread out, they create a haze. So it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist or a meteorologist to see the difference in these two things. What I always wonder is how these fucking pilots feel okay spraying poison down on their fellow citizens. Now they may just be like, okay, I'm just spraying my, this shit in California. I don't care. My family is back east. Well, they sat there and thought about it. Maybe they would realize that there are pilots back east doing the exact same thing. They may also be drones controlled by some sick motherfucker on the ground. Now, if you try to research what exactly every single chemical in the chemtrails are, or if you try to contact different government agencies to get some answers, you will just be fucking sent around in a circle of bullshit. You can contact the FAA and they'll say, oh, I don't know. You should contact the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association. You call them. And they're like, no, you'll have to contact A, B, or C. So you just basically keep getting sent around in circles. There's a website called geoengineeringmonitor.org, which I will leave a link to in the show notes. When you go to the website, they have a mapping of geoengineering projects. And check this out. This is how they describe it. They say this is an interactive geoengineering map in an attempt to shed light on the worldwide state of geoengineering by showing the scope of research and experimentation. There is no complete record of weather and climate control projects, so this map is necessarily partial. They go on to say this document builds on an earlier map of Earth Systems Experimentation published in 2012. That original map documented almost 300 projects and experiments related to the field of geoengineering. Fast forward a little over a decade later, there are now 1,600 projects that have been identified, including past, ongoing, and planned ones. But like I just said, there is no complete list. 
If you don't know what climate geoengineering means, it's basically large-scale schemes for the intervention in the Earth's ocean, soils, and atmosphere with the aim of reducing the effects of climate change. And side note, if you didn't already know this, climate change is a racket. This interactive world map they have on geoengineeringmonitor.org basically kind of provides insights into existing, planned, completed, and canceled geoengineering projects, experiments, and research. They assign these projects based on four different technical categories. There's greenhouse gas removal, solar radiation management, weather modification, and other. They collect their data using several different types of sources, including project-specific updates, relevant newsletters, scientific publications, data from funding agencies, available databases, and many other sources. And a little side note, I found a good way to identify if a person is an NPC or not is start talking about chemtrails. And if they look at you like you've just grown a fucking second head, then you know you're dealing with an NPC. Weather modification has been around since the Vietnam War. This is not even a conspiracy theory. We used cloud seeding to create artificial monsoon, basically to cut off the Viet Cong from supplies and other shit like that, basically. And that's not even a conspiracy theory. That shit is in congressional documents. So if someone, you know, you're talking to and you start bringing up chemtrails, oh, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. They're like, no, motherfucker, I just know how to read, unlike your illiterate ass. Since we're on the subject kind of of climate change, I need to tell you how NASA got called the fuck out by blogger Stephen McIntyre back in 2007. So Steve figured out that NASA had completely manipulated raw temperature data to show 1998 as being the hottest year in U.S. history, even though the raw temperature data showed 1934 was actually the hottest. NASA was then forced to rename 1934 as the hottest year. And this fucking bullshit is still going on to this day. This is a story from the Los Angeles Times from August 15th, 2007. A slight adjustment to U.S. temperature records has bumped 1998 as the hottest year in the country's history and made the Dust Bowl year of 1934 the new record holder. And that's according to NASA. <laughs> Stupid motherfuckers got called out and caught. But they are literally doing the same shit now. One of their main tactics is giving a graph for like a 100-year temperature chart. When 100 years isn't shit in the scheme of things of Earth. If you look at a graph that has a longer timeline, you'll see that the fucking temperature has fluctuated a lot. All the fucking time. And 2023, 2020... None of it's any fucking different than a hundred years ago. It's going to fluctuate. And there isn't a damn thing humans can do about it. Now, is all the pollution we create fucking up the earth? Absolutely. You should see all the plastic in the ocean. But 100%, the earth fucking... <laughs> the earth will wipe out the puny ass humans way before we fucking wipe out the earth. With our CO2 we release into the atmosphere. So yeah... Fake climate scientists get fucked. Another interesting article I found on the whole fucking climate change racket was from The Telegraph, and it was published in 2015. The title reads, The fiddling with temperature data is the biggest science scandal ever. 
The article states, when future generations look back on the global warming scare of the past 30 years, nothing will shock them more than the extent to which the official temperature records, on which the entire panic of this whole global warming ultimately rested, were systematically adjusted to show the Earth as having warmed much more than the actual data justified. Oh wow, shocking, scientists fucking being paid off to fucking put out a certain narrative. But I mean, look into it yourselves. This is not some shit that is hard to find. You just have to make the fucking effort and stop using Google, people. Just fucking get rid of Google. Fucking trash ass search engine. Now we've gotten to the point in the episode where we talk about some cool shit. <laughs> no more doom and gloom for this episode. So a couple weeks ago, me and Garrett were exploring this new area we moved to and we discovered these two, I don't even know if you can call them lakes, but whatever. They're like lakes, but a little bit smaller on one of them and the other one's a straight up lake. But the water is turquoise. I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on with this water? So I have a zero water filter and it comes with a tester and it basically tests for total dissolved solids like arsenic, lead, that kind of shit. So we went exploring there. The water's fucking gorgeous. I brought a sample of the water home and it basically tested similar to the tap water here. So nothing fucking crazy. I think it was like 60 parts per million, which is well below the hazardous zone. So in the next couple of days of California, it's going to be up in the 80s. So guess who, motherfuckers, is about to go swimming in some turquoise ass water. I'll definitely get some pictures. Hopefully the pictures will do it justice because it looks like some fucking tropical island water. And it's not. It's just fucking this hidden little area that no one knows about. I work with these people that have lived there their whole lives. None of them knew what I was talking about. These uh, water sources, ponds, fucking whatever you want to call them, lakes, they show up on Google Earth. But how often do people like look around in their area with Google Earth and then go exploring in these spots? Now, we may have to cross a little bit of barbed wire to get to them, but... It's totally fine. <laughs> we haven't been shot at yet. Hopefully it's going to be warm enough tomorrow to go have a dive and explore these weird ass water sources. And you motherfuckers should get out and do some shit too. I tell you, hiking and getting fresh air will do wonders for your physical health, your mental health. It'll make you sleep better. So get the fuck out and sweat, people. Get some fucking vitamin D and fresh air because it can do a world of wonder for basically your whole existence. 100% full on believe that. Alrighty, guys, that's about it for this episode. But before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. We have California in the lead. We have Illinois in second and Texas in third. Thank you guys so much for checking me out every single fucking week. You don't even know how much I appreciate this. Come say what's up on my sub on Reddit, which is r slash vanished in the valley. Or send me an email at vanished in the valley at gmail.com. As far as our international peeps, we have the UK, Australia, Canada, and Ireland is still here in number four. Thank you guys so much for checking this shit out. If you have a rabbit hole I need to go down or you want any of the information I talk about, hit me up. You can try Vanished Athena on Instagram, but good fucking luck because Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking lizard. But yeah, get a hold of me and send me down a rabbit hole. I always appreciate that kind of shit. But until next week, you guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.